it's Lisa Cordoff. Welcome to the podcast where you can expect inspiring, raw, energizing, and transformative conversations with people on the path of personal evolution. I'm here to really live my life. And if you are too, these conversations are just for you. I'm really glad you're here. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to another episode of The Lessons So Far. I've been getting such amazing responses um, from this series of, of episodes. So make sure if this is the first time you've come across me or something you've just jumped into, that you head back and check out the last few episodes and follow along to where I first started to, I guess, come across all of the the lessons that I will be sharing with you. This one today is a biggie and there's a few different aspects to it. And I know that in all of my work with women in my programs over the last eight years, that this is something that comes up all the time. I know I am not alone here because it's something that you see spoken about all the time. So in this episode, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my propensity to overfunction and underfunction, but mostly overfunction in my private life. Um, so what that what that means, how it kind of manifests itself and and how I knew I was. And then I guess I'm just gonna leave you also with with just three things that you can do if you recognize yourself in anything that I'm about to share and want to kind of shift it. It's literally a constant work in progress for me and I'll share the ways in which I do that um, really simply. But I guess the way that you could describe over-functioning is, is it's like doing more than is necessary, more than is appropriate and more than is healthy. That was a definition that I saw once, more than is necessary, more than is appropriate, and more than is healthy. And I I just, I I read it and I was like, hmm, I wonder if. (laughs) The answer was yes, a resounding yes uh, in so many ways. And I think that's the first part of this is kind of going, oh, what is this whole overfunctioning thing? And oh, right, so too much. Hmm, I can see that. But, in, you know, what's the problem? You know, I if I don't do the things, then everything falls down around me. If I don't remind them of blah, 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 then they won't remember. If I don't make the appointments, then who's going to? Rati rara. Here is something that I want to share with you when it comes to overfunctioning that now really I allow to, to drive my decision making and is kind of like my, my lighthouse here 
is that I've moved from being the person who tried to keep everything under control because it was a stress response, and I'll talk about that in a second, to now sort of sitting in that space of never wanting to do for others what they can do for themselves. You hearing me? Like, oh, yeah, all, all of the parents are like, but, but, but. And I'll share a bit about about my kids. Um, but I, I, the way that I kind of really started to see myself was that I was basically like a backseat or like really front seat driver in other people's lives. I was, I was over functioning for the people around me. So that's sort of often what it looks like. You overfunction for people. And you know what that creates? Underfunctioning from the people around you. So for all of those women who are like, well, I mean, I the, the dishes just wouldn't get done, wouldn't they? Or are you in a pattern of doing all the things and that's created? a kind of under-functioning from the people around you. And believe me, it's I know you didn't do it consciously. I know you weren't like, I know what I want to create. I want to create a situation where I have to do everything all the time because no one else is doing anything. That's my ideal scenario. You didn't. Maybe it was that it was a pattern that you got into when – Maybe, you know, if you're a parent and your kids were, were little and if and, and everything was kind of just pulled really, really tightly and if you weren't staying on top of everything, then things could very quickly fall apart because you were trying to hold all the balls in the air. You were trying to do it really well because you most likely have issues with perfectionism um, or high standards. And... And so leaving it to anybody else it would just wouldn't reach the same standard or things would get behind and your life didn't have room for that. And so everyone around you was just watching you do all the things. They got used to it. It's it's like the the way that you you do stuff. And for me, I I'm going to give you some examples of of what it might end up looking like or what it particularly ended up looking like in my life. But for me, it was like, if I'm just like, if I am able to do this well, do that well, manage this, manage that, then I've got space for him. And then he can just, you know, be whatever he needs to be. And then he'll be sober. Everything will be okay. Just hold it all together, Lisa. Come on. Come on. There's no room for you. There's no room for you to fall apart here. There's no room for you. Like literally, who else is going to do it? There's no choice. It's all on you. Come on, let's let's get doing it. So, I mean, even things like, <laughs> you know, if you only knew around here, I had, I started a blog where I was sharing whole food recipes. I got really really interested in in food especially when it came to mental health and a lot of that was to do with trying to figure out 
how to help my husband who, you know, absolutely struggled with anxiety and depression early on in our marriage. And I was like, oh, my goodness, we could just cut out all of this and he would be, he would, anxiety would disappear. He needs good gut function in order to be less stressed or whatever. All of this stuff is to do with him eating too much of this or too much of this. And so I suddenly, I loved learning about it for myself and for sure I was really, really into uh, making sure my kids had their best start at life and so I was studying and I was learning and I was doing all the things. But I kind of like, I, I made it my own personal mission to make everyone around me the healthiest that that they could be. And I know many, many food bloggers, whole foodies, people who maybe had kids a little bit older than me when we were all going through that phase in, you know, what was it like? Remember, I studied to be a health coach in 2011. So, you know, my kids were really little and and they're like, okay, so my kid is doing things like sneaking to McDonald's after school on the way home and then hiding the fact that they're doing that. Or um, I just found a stack of lollies in their room. They know what's healthy. They know what to do and why are they doing this and now I feel like a fraud and I don't know because everyone was just trying to <laughs> but it was this overfunctioning. like I know I'll control everything because my fear that they won't be well is so great that I'm just going to put all of these checks and balances in place to make sure that everything, everyone's healthy, everyone's good. I, 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 was, I, I tried to solve his problems myself. It was a pretty big task and I obviously didn't achieve my end goal, but the oftentimes when we get into that overfunctioning, as I said before, it's a result of something. So for me, it was a result of stress and and worry and feeling really, really out of control. So I would try to take control of what I could take control of. I would try to contribute in a way that felt meaningful and would give me some sort of ability to manage the anxiety that I was feeling inside myself. I was just, you know, I thought if I just take care of everyone and everyone's great, then I'll be great. That's just, that's just not what happens because, as I said before, over-functioning in someone creates an under-functioning in someone else. And can I just say, like, I am not an over-functioner in every area of my life at all. And in our relationship, there were absolutely ways in which I under-functioned. And, you know, a perfect example of that would be our finances. I just made it not my problem to understand where our money was, how it was being invested, 
very wisely, I might add, because Nick was super into that sort of thing. But paying bills, keeping on top of things, doing all that, like, I just uh, not my, I underfunctioned because he was so highly competent and really into that side of things. And just a side note for every single woman out there who may do the same thing, you never know what's around the corner. And I really, really encourage you to up your financial literacy and get involved in the financial side of your life. I had no idea. I, I didn't I didn't even know certain bank accounts were there. I mean, thank God. I'm so grateful that Nick was so responsible with money. Um, but I and I was massively underfunctioning. Uh and you know. There were absolutely other areas of our life where that happened too. But anyway, that's not – That's I just wanted to say that. It's that you can see how it happens. You can see how someone takes over and it's like, oh, well, that's good. That's not some, That's something I don't have to worry about. So that's also how other people feel about you when you're in your over-functioning. So, I mean, I'd set goals for our family. Um, Nick was very good at setting individual goals and he would set goals sort of for our family, but I was more focused on, like there was just so much that I was focused on. Um, I, I would like make all of the, I would make doctor's appointments, chiro appointments, healer appointments. I mean, for him, uh, I would constantly remind like, have you done this? Have you done that? Like not leaving him any room to take responsibility for himself. I wouldn't, I'd even, it was like a sign of also this sort of hyper over, over functioning that I, I genuinely thought that I could, whilst raising like really little children, in two days a week, um, build a business that would allow him to quit his well-paying um, engineering job just really quickly. Like I had unrealistic expectations of myself and what I could achieve because it was like there was just this goal, there was this end that I was trying to work towards that in my mind was going to make everything better and so I I absolutely, I mean, I threw myself under a bus for a couple of years, just really trying so, so hard and in and and not do like feeling a bit out of control with parenting, feeling a bit out of control with the house, always running late, um, you know, never really giving myself the chance to sink into and do something really well. It that was absolutely me in my over-functioning kind of state. I just, my work these days, I just have like very, very low tolerance for, for stress. Um, I have a very low tolerance for stress in, in my life now in general. Like it's actually something that I notice. And of course there's periods of where things feel busier than other times and all that sort of thing. I'm, that's like, that's life, no problem. But it's actually something I notice now instead of being my default. And that's the difference, right? 
I'd even, you know, I would limit what I would say around around him, around around sort of close relationships because I was always very conscious to whether speaking up or saying what was true for me was going to impact anyone badly. You know, I lost my voice in a lot of areas of, of my life um, and I just became this person who was so on all the time I literally didn't feel like I had an off switch. It was just, and and as I said, it can happen really without you noticing, but I was literally over-functioning for my children um, and for my husband in particular. And in in some ways, you know, in my work, so when I was running courses and it was to help women just make small changes to what they were eating to really incorporate more whole foods into their life. I would obsess at like I would I called them my small steppers and I would obsess about my small steppers and why they weren't taking the steps or what was happening with them, um, what I could be doing differently or better. And, you know, of course, that's just that's business improvement and you're always looking to improve your um, customer's experience and all that sort of thing. But this was sort of beyond that. I mean, ultimately, I had to recognise where my level of responsibility stopped and theirs began. Like we can't be responsible for other people and the choices that they're making. But so many times, especially in our really close relationships, we we take that responsibility on. And so, you know, there's elements of over-functioning. And if you listen last week to my episode about codependence, it kind of go a little bit hand in hand. But I think, you know, for me, I didn't want, you know, we sort of got to look at what's driving this, like what was, what was really at the, at the core of it. And, and for me, it was, it was absolutely, um, that sense that without me, able to do the things, the things wouldn't happen and then that would lead to more chaos and I couldn't cope with anything more. If I if I just knew it was done, if these things were happening and, you know, if I was tired and worn out, whatever, like the alternative didn't feel okay either. But it was creating this vicious cycle, right? It was creating a cycle of kids who were not growing in their independence. Absolutely, it created enabling behaviours in my marriage. And, you know, when you're dealing with with addiction, I, I just, I wish I had seen all of this stuff a lot earlier, you know. Anyway, so... Here's what here's what I want. If you recognize yourself in this, here's something that I want you to think about. These are the three sort of 
three ways in which I'm breaking this pattern. And I'm talking about it like in present tense because I'm literally still working on this. So I started to, first of all, you have to just start to observe yourself. And and I observed myself, I started to see this this over-functioning happening. It was obviously happening in my marriage and, you know, with, with my kids for sure. So in my family unit, how is this, how is this showing up? Like I just started to observe myself when I first heard the term when someone's like, I think you might be over-functioning. Okay, well, what would that mean? What did that look like? Okay, yep, I can see that there. Good times. Then secondly, I just started to get curious to what might be healthier for all of us. So when I'd find myself in like, oh, here you are. And can I just say, anytime you feel resentment, just look there first. That Like anything that you feel resentful about, just even at home or in your work, look at, look at that. I mean, it could be a number of different things, but sometimes it can be a sign that you're kind of jack of doing this particular thing or something being expected of you that you don't want to do anymore. But it can feel really, really hard to change that pattern, right? Because it requires something from the people around you. So once once I'd be like, okay, you know what would actually feel good? It would actually feel good if I wasn't the one who was responsible for thinking up each meal for the night. Mm. Like just something as simple as that. You know, when I was just like, why do I always have to think about what's for dinner? Whatever. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> and I had done it because, and it was like that because I was pretty obsessed with wanting everyone to have a really healthy meal. And I thought, well, okay, the last thing is, is that then once you've observed it, you've noticed it. And then when you're like, okay, what would be better is if like that's a group discussion and I'm happy to go buy the things still, but, um, but I don't want to decide everything. And so if a decision isn't made about what's for dinner, if I don't get a response to a text or whatever, well, then maybe there won't be dinner or maybe like you'll have to put something together. Like whatever it is, it's about then being able to sit in the discomfort of allowing other people to be responsible for themselves. So, you know, you guys... This week, I'm not doing the dishes after dinner. That's on you. And then if it doesn't happen, you need to sit in the discomfort of it not happening and allowing them to come to the party. It might be the next morning. It might be the next night. It might be whenever to be responsible for themselves. And whoa, like for me, that meant something really, really huge. If I wasn't going to be um, over-functioning, if I wasn't going to be bending over backwards, if I wasn't going to be creating a whole life around Nick's addiction and, 
every single expert tells you that they need to own the recovery. They need to decide. They need to care more than anybody else because ultimately like addiction is so powerful. It is just so ridiculously powerful that if they if they aren't like there's literally nothing that you can do even although you keep damn trying and believing that of course there's something you can do they have to be the ones to be responsible so ultimately my overfunctioning led to him you know it, it, me then choosing to have a more a healthier approach which would be okay I love you and I detach from the outcome of you choosing sobriety. That is so uncomfortable, but I have to not, I have to detach. I have to know that this is ultimately in your control. I love you and this is yours now. I love you and and I I have and done everything and and still the outcome isn't what we want it to be. It has to be you now. Because I couldn't, it couldn't keep going the way it was, but that is a bloody hard thing to do. But th- there was actually no alternative because the choices, he would still make the same choices. It's just like, well, whether I am creating a situation of almost even more enabling of that. So for me, Beginning to recognize, so observe, and then getting curious to a healthier out, like outcome for, for, for everyone, and then sitting in the, that discomfort of allowing other people to be responsible for themselves. I needed to actually then embrace asking for and receiving help because I, I, I couldn't do it by myself anymore, all of it. I I had to learn how to say no and disappoint people. I had to create actual boundaries, <laughs> not just like, if this happens again, it had to be real boundaries. But just amongst loads of things like oh boundaries I had to learn how to communicate clearly start tapping into what my needs might be and I had to really acknowledge that this it was being driven by a need to manage the chaos, but also because, I mean, I don't think of myself as someone as having particularly high standards, but I absolutely had a story back then about failure, about what that would look like, and I was desperately trying to avoid it. Do anything that I could to get that outcome, which I ultimately had no, like, I couldn't be responsible for it. 
And I just often wonder if my overfunctioning contributed. Not the other way around. So boundaries are key. Being able to communicate, being able to look at where you feel resentful, what feels too much, actually just rationally communicating to the people around you. This is this needs to change. I don't quite know how that's going to work. I'd love your input. I'd love this to feel good to you too, but ultimately it might not. You're going to have to get used to a new way. And you can do that. You get to make different choices. If you found yourself in a state of overfunctioning for everybody around you, it's actually not helpful to them. Think about, like, I think about my kids all the time. It doesn't help them for me to do everything, to be the martyr. Even, you know, in this lockdown, like, you guys, this is a lockdown of fun, but you're the fun ones. You bring me the ideas. Let's do this. Putting the onus back on them for things, getting them involved, giving them responsibilities. For, for like, not just little, you know, chores around the house or doing stuff like that, but you're giving them the opportunity to to make choices, to choose what they want to do. And, and then, you know, letting go and allowing, not trying to manage their lives to never feel disappointed or to never put them in situations where they might, in inverted commas, fail because I don't think failure is real. Or, or be hurt or anything like that. You know, it's just such a, a different space to be in. And as I said, something that I'm literally learning as I go. But I thought I'd share this particular learning because I know so many women struggle with it. We find ourselves in this spot where we're like, and so everyone else's needs taken care of. Uh, feeling like if I was to disappear, this whole thing would fall apart. That's not what we want. It's actually not healthy for the people around you or for you. And we need to, those three things that I said, just, just start to gently observe yourself with, in your, in your close relationships, because that's where you'll see it. And then, and then get curious to what might be a healthier option for all, for everyone involved. And then just, oof, you just got to sit in that juicy discomfort of, of allowing other people to rise and to be responsible for themselves and being generous with them too, that it requires a change in them and most people don't really appreciate change. So just just being gentle with them and with your good self as you learn new habits and, and new ways of being. I'd be really curious to know if this uh, resonated with you. Um, 
And if you are at all someone who, (laughs) yeah, there's a lot of us in the entrepreneurial, you know, coaching or business community who who have who are consistently sort of going the extra mile, stepping outside their comfort zone, have big dreams, big visions, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, and I, <laughs> I cannot ever be someone now in my work. I mean, I've never resonated with the, the whole hustle and, you know, you just got to put in more hours and all of that sort of stuff. I don't, I just absolutely don't work like that. I think it's totally possible to not overfunction in your work, but in fact, be really well supported to build and grow and have it feel like an expansive, adventurous journey instead of one of complete and total (laughs) overwhelm. I have been there too. I have learned the lessons, you know, done it that way for a while. Um, So if you are one of the women in my community who is running her own thing, then you might be interested in a program that I've just launched. It's actually the chance to work with me and my team over the next three months. It's called Momentum. I created it basically because I got a really great response when I shared with everyone I was getting way more intentional with my work to, in order to create momentum when in 2021, it has felt really hard to do that in and out of snap lockdowns here in Melbourne, recovering from what was 2020, you know, all of the things. And um, we've opened up the doors. It's a really intimate experience. It will, if, if you are struggling to kind of, to get into that momentum, if you want a place to talk strategy, if you want to actually be lifted up and be amongst people who feel the feels of everything that's gone on this year, but will be actively seeking to place their attention on what can be created and will uplift you and anchor your weeks with our little momentum sessions on a Monday morning, then check out the details. We'll put the link to this um, in the show notes. The doors are only open for a few days. So if you aren't one of these people, but you're listening to the podcast and you know one of them, then let them know. I think what I want to do is help a group of women create more, be more visible, enjoy themselves more, take more care of themselves, sell more than they would have on their own. We need community right now. It's, and you know, this is your chance to join us and actually finish off 2021 with a bang. I just totally know it's possible. Anyway, so that's that from me. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode about over-functioning. As always, you know, if you have enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and pop it in your stories and tag me. Um, I love seeing your little takeaways that you get from these episodes, anything you'd like to share back with me. I really hope you're enjoying this series and I'll see you in the next episode. 
Hey, I just wanted to make sure that you had seen that I have a brand new opportunity for you to work with me over three months to finish 2021 with a bang. I know that it has been so hard to create and maintain momentum in your business in 2021. This year has given so many of us really significant challenges. And do you know what I think we all need a little bit of? A little bit of focus, a little bit of a strategic mindset when it comes to how we're using our time and motivation and inspiration to make things happen. Don't keep trying to do it on your own. Come and join me. There's only limited spots. I would love to work with you and really help you make things happen before the end of the year. We can totally do that. Check out the show notes for details and don't miss out. Bye. Hey, if you're enjoying the conversation, then it would mean the world to me if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. It really makes a difference and it's my intention to get as many of us involved in real conversations that really change the game as possible. Thanks so much for your help and I'll see you in the next episode. 